I want people to feel wanted, okay? I want them to understand you're wanted by God. It's, mm-hmm. it's, sometimes we say God needs us, and I like to say he wants us, you know? I even mm-hmm. say, uh, uh, when I start off my prayer, I say, God, I thank you that you want me. I need you, mm-hmm. but you want me. God promises in Joel 2.28 to pour out his spirit on all humanity. Welcome to Global Outpouring, where we contend for that promised outpouring and we equip for that outpouring so that we may engage in that very outpouring. I'm Philip Buss. And I'm Sharon Buss. Welcome to the podcast today. We have with us today again our dear friend Dean Braxton, and we hope you've heard the other podcasts with him because he's the man that spent an hour and 45 minutes outside of his body in heaven while the doctor said he was dead. And he saw so much, and he's going to share with us so much. Thanks for joining us today. We're so glad that you're with us. This is going to be a life-changing podcast. You will want to stay tuned. I know it's a long one, but every moment is wonderful, and you can just tune back in if you can't listen to the whole thing in one, one sitting. Just catch what you can and catch some more later. This is an amazing time. And Dean Braxton is going to be with us here in the beautiful Ozark Mountains, April 28th and 29th, 2023. If you're still ahead of time, try and be with us. Go to our website, globaloutpouring.net, and click on the events and sign up and get here. It's going to be an amazing time in the presence of the Lord. It will be so life-changing. It will change everything for you as you learn about worship in heaven and how to worship on earth as it is in heaven. And while you're at our website, you can also sign up for our newsletters, sign up for our notifications, and uh, can read our blogs. You can go to our web store, and you can help us pay this podcast forward. We are doing it by faith, and we're grateful for all the help. We are so happy to have our dear friend, Dean Braxton, with us again. And he is he has become so, so dear to us. He's been with us uh, twice now. Yeah, twice. And, and, and you're about mm-hmm. to be with, with us again the third time to talk about consuming fire worship. Yes. And, and how we can have on earth as it is in heaven. You're going to teach us what, it, what worship is like in heaven so that we can be doing it on earth. And I'm so excited. You'll be here April 28th and 29th, 2023. Listener, are you tired of what you're doing and and you you feel like you're falling short of the glory? Well, this is an opportunity of taking a great leap deeper into the glory. So Dean, thank you so much for being with us. (laughs) It's great to be with you guys. I love you guys a lot. And we love you too. So, um, so tell us a little bit, just give us some background, if you would, about what happened to you. I, I know that it's, it's already in some of our previous podcasts, and we'll, we'll put links to that and, and a link to the description that, that you have on your website of uh, what the 700 Club put together for you so people can see the background. But give us just a, a brief background, if you would, about what happened to you, how you wound up going to heaven, and what you saw. A little. <laughs> Good, uh, um, you know, leeway into even what I want to talk about later on. But I died for an hour and 45 minutes, according to the medical records and the doctor, you know. 
Um, if they watch the 700 Club uh, clipping, they're going to see the actual doctor that was in the room, Dr. Rigge. And he, and he makes a statement, I was really, really dead for a long time. Um, that adds out to about an hour and 45 minutes, according to the medical records. Because I was born again and knew Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I love to say this, I went where Christians are supposed to go. So I got to go to be with the Father and Jesus in heaven. I wasn't planning on going there to take a tour and come back and share it with the, with the planet. I was <laughs> staying um, there with the Father and Jesus in heaven. With the Holy Spirit residing on the inside of me, sometimes I, 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 I don't say that and people wonder where the Holy Spirit is. He was on the inside of me. I love to say he didn't jump out and say, I got to go get somebody else. Uh, he <laughs> was with me completely um, the whole time I was there. And he returned back with me to this planet. So it wasn't like um, he said, oh, OK, you're not going to stay here. I'm staying. You can go back. You know, he came back with me um, to the planet. So I say that to people because, you know, I was with them in such a powerful way. Um, for about a, well, I don't even know if it was really an hour and 45 minutes. That's just how long they measured it on the planet. You know, in heaven, there's no time there, eternity. I got to experience so much. There's so much um, that I've said over the years, and there's so much, I, there's much more that I have not said. And the wow. main reason for that is, as you know, I came back with this one thing that I wouldn't talk about anything unless it first came up in a question. And that was mainly for me not to have the pride. Uh, or to be thinking I know something better than anybody else or anything like that. I always figured when you get there, you're going to find out any old way. And so, um, but for me, it was to, to put a little check in there, you know, to check me. So no one's asked that question. I don't talk about it. As soon as they do, I get to talk about it. Recently, I was in um, Oregon and Rose, Roseburg, Oregon, in, in a community college, speaking in a community college there. The sad thing about that that college, it had had one of those massive shootings about mm. 2014. Oh and so I felt honored just to be there, even though it was uh, 20, uh, 23, you know, a number of years, almost 10 years later, nine years later, really. Um, but still, people were impacted by that massive shooting that took place in that college. And But one of the people that came up and asked me a question, it was a brand new question, never, never thought about it the answer before and, and it was unique and the guy come up and said could you see to the horizon that's what he said he asked me could you know how we see and we look at the horizon i was at the beach a few days ago and i could see to the horizon of, of the atlantic ocean in heaven there was no horizon hmm. and i thought Ooh. i got to tell him there was no horizon for me to look over i could look as far as i want you know and as precise as i want at anything i wanted to see and it wasn't I had to only go, I could only look so far. I could look as far as I wanted. It'd be like where you live right now and wanting to uh, wanting to see New York City. You know, there's no way, uh, you know, earthwise, you could really look at New York City. And you wouldn't have to imagine it in your mind, you know, like an image of New York City and what it would look like. You could literally look where you're from right now and look at New York City and see right into it uh, like like you were there. You know, that. Oh, wow. And so no one's ever asked me that question before, <laughs> you know, and and it's almost like when the Bible talks about us having the eyes of the Lord, you know, God, give us those eyes that we can see. That's what the pureness of those eyes can do. They can see things in such a way that no one else could see them in our natural realm. So that was that was really cool that the guy asked me that question. Wow, that is really cool. So. Uh, 
when when we're when we're talking that that just that adds a whole new dimension that makes me want to ask more questions about things that I've already heard you say <laughs> um like how far can you how when when you were at Jesus feet mm-hmm. and you felt his feet loving you right and you and and at some point he he took you to see him on the cross right right like you were you were going to see something that happened in the past as though you were there correct in that moment in that moment yes so in this in this seeing whatever you want to see that that's not only like a uh seeing in how shall i say it in a uh, a a locationary plane it's also time it's also time you're out of time there and so I, I i explained it before when i was with with your body there you know teaching that um you know everything is i am and so mm. now and so it's it's even that moment of being there on that day when jesus christ was being crucified you know and watching what was taking place it was I was there at that moment, and I saw things that I did not even know uh, took place with Jesus. And when I got there, and I saw how how ragged he was—that's uh, the best way I could say it. He wasn't just beaten like Mel Gibson did with the passion. He was ragged, and then mm-hmm. to see the blood spurting out of him like a mist. It was, you know, to know that his capillaries were busted in such a way that the blood was, that was spreading out of it. There's no way he should have been alive. Mm -hmm. Most human beings on the planet would not live through that at all. But he had to because he had to fulfill everything that God wanted him to fulfill. But the the pain he had to go through Mm -hmm. is to fulfill it. It was a lot of pain. And to see that, I didn't know that that's what he was like um, all the years up to that moment that I experienced that. And then come mm-hmm. back and find in the Bible, it says it that way. But now I have a whole different um, let's say, view of it because when it says it that way in, in um, Isaiah, the 52nd chapter, that he was mm-hmm. in such a manner, he was unrecognizable as a human being. I have an image in my head of what that looks like now. And before yeah. I didn't have an image of, of what that looked like because I think anybody that sees someone that's beaten in that manner, usually they're dead. They're not alive. Yeah. They're not alive, and so they see a dead person. But I saw a live person beaten in in that manner, where they were wow. unrecognizable as a human being, unrecognizable as a human being. You know, it'd be like you say, "What is this here?" Because we wouldn't even have a model to model him after as a human being on the planet. You know that be not that his bones were b- b- broken because they say none of his bones were broken. And you look at that and you say, how could that be that he could be ripped up that bad and not a bone was broken? And yet, you know, those are the things I'm talking about. I I saw that. That was mm-hmm. the image he showed me. I was in the presence of that at that moment. You know. Yeah. And and it's hard for us to grasp that because we think in past, present, and future. And in heaven, that doesn't exist. The past, present, and future doesn't exist. I don't even know how to say it. Maybe the best way is, I I, I always say things are measured by moments in, in mm-hmm. heaven. They weren't measured by time. A moment impacted uh, 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 the next moment, let's put it that way. And yet I know there's a Hebrew word that really talks about time as moments. 
And so mm. uh, uh, one person one time came up to me, do you know that's very, that's that's in the Hebrew language, that it really, time is described as a moment and not as like we say, ticking off. And I thought, whoa. That's just amazing. <laughs> you know? Wow. That, yep. that in itself is powerful. It is. It absolutely is. Um, boy, you, you've just opened up questions in my head. Um, l- let me just go back to what you said about the, about the sprinkling the, or the, the, uh, the spurting of his blood like a mist. Um, you've referred to Isaiah 52, 14, that he, his, he was so beaten that he was hardly recognizable as a human. The next verse says, so shall he sprinkle many nations. Wow. And that word sprinkle is the same word that is used in all of the places where the blood was used. Um, he, Moses sprinkled the blood on the people. He sprinkled it on the altar. He sprinkled it on uh, all, all of the the implements were were dedicated by the sprinkling of blood and that's what the high priest does at once a year when he goes in he sprinkles the blood and i i saw that when you described the mist that 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 word that would be for sprinkling or 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 spurting or it 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 also means spurting yeah. um that that word sprinkle in the hebrew and and uh, uh, and and then the same the rest of the verse says the kings shall shut their mouths at him. Yeah. And that word king is the same word that's used to describe the king of Tyre, mm-hmm. where it's talking about him being like Lucifer. Mm-hmm. So, and, and it reminds me of um, the scripture in, I think it's 2 Corinthians, where it says, if, if the princes of this world had known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Right. And, and, and it, I, I just have this picture that these demonic kings or princes were shutting their mouths when they saw the blood being sprinkled. Yeah. Wow. And, and it says for that, which had not been told them, shall they see? And that, which they had not heard, shall they consider? It's like, uh Oh, we're in trouble now. Oh. <laughs> we thought we were doing him in and it was going to be good for us. Oh, this is not good for us. You know, and even saying that, what you said, I've never gone past the, the spurting part. And even you opening up that door, I could see the wind blowing that blood. And every there, whether they wanted to or not, was being touched by the blood of Jesus. And how far did that blood go? Oh, How wow. far did that, on the wind, did that? Because you're talking about particles. Do you understand what I mean? We're not talking about yeah. something that, because you know how dust can go a long way. Did that, this is Ding asking a question more than, than answering, but did that literally go around the world? Did And the reason I say that, because we know that when uh, Mount St. Helen blew in, in uh, Washington, that the particles from that explosion went into the atmosphere and went around the world. Now, I'm going to probably stretch some people here by saying this. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not teaching another doctrine. I'm not trying to be way out there. But if that blood is the blood of life, could that yes. blood still be going in our atmosphere around the world to this day? Oh, wow. wow. And that, that's just, I'm not trying to amazing. get way out there. But I'm thinking about, you open up the door because I'm thinking that if there was any type of breeze or anything going on, we know it got dark, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. know that things started going and, and things started changing and people changed. Yeah. 
You know, we got some historical uh, um, writings that said even the people at the cross that were doing the actual killing of Jesus changed and came to, became to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But if you think, and we think about the blood, what did, you know, wow, that would be, and it's not for me because I'm not called, but somebody out there, this would be a great studying time for them. And probably it's called for them to even get into more detail on what that blood really could mean, not just mean, but does, you know. And if we still have that blood flying around in our atmosphere, you know, I'm not saying that Jesus said it was when I was in heaven, so I'm, I don't want to say, you know, but if we still do, then what is it doing where it lands? Mm, mm, mm. Because it's life, you know, his blood. Yes. And so I could go, I could ride with that a long way, but that ain't what I'm called to do. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah. but somebody out there that's listening yeah. to this, if this is really uh, touching you, I would encourage you to really get into the word of God and just start really digging about the blood of Jesus in a different way than you've been taught, in a different way that uh, um, you've looked to think. I love what you just did, Sharon, in the sense of breaking it down in those words, because I really those words even being broken down into the minute of what they were probably really meant, um, you know, where can that lead? You know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to go back to something else you said about everything is I am. It's like yeah. present, right? Every, everything is present. There's no past. There's no future, yeah. right? Is, is, is that what I understand you to say? So I have been meditating about uh, the name of God. And about this, I am that I am yeah. that we have in the scripture in uh, in Exodus three fourteen, and I, I I believe the Lord led me to uh, a place on the internet where uh, uh, it's a it's a website called NehemiahsWall dot com, mm -hmm. and there's a man named Nehemia Gordon, and he's he's one that I would really like to connect you with because mm -hmm. I think he could explain a lot of the things that you're that you're thinking about, mm -hmm. um, things that you saw in, in heaven. So he, he explains in a, we'll, we'll put a, um, a link to this in our, in our show notes, but I, I just want to read a little bit out of an article that he has. Um, it, it says that, um, the name Yehovah derives from the three letter root, which would be uh, it, it, he's spelling it out H Y H, which would be right. the the Hebrew letters um, Hey Yod Hey, which we means which means to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, which is a present present tense right. to be. We know this from Exodus three fourteen, in which the Almighty explains His name as Echie Asher Echie. I am that I am is what, how we how we in, have it interpreted in our Bibles. The word ehye is an imperfect verb from the root hyh, meaning to meaning to be. In later Hebrew, the imperfect form took on the meaning of future, but in biblical Hebrew, it primarily expresses repetitive action. Yes. So I am. 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 <laughs> but it gets even better in plain English. Ehye means I am now and will continue to be in the future. 
This is why Echie Asher Echie can be translated, I am that which I am, but also as I will be that which I will be. Yes. And it's, it gets even better. Both of these translations are correct, even if they're a bit inaccurate. An accurate translation would be, I am now and will continue to be in the future that which I am now and will continue to be in the future. Yes. <laughs> so I think that expresses what you experienced in heaven. Right, right. So um, then he, he goes on explaining more about the, the name Yehovah. Um, it is a, it's a, actually a combination of three verb forms. Haya, he was. Mm-hmm. Hove, hove, he is. And Yehie, he is now and will continue to be in the future. Right. To get, together, Haya, Hove, and Yehie combine into the name Yehovah. Mm. So his name literally means who was, who is, who is to come. Yes. I don't know if you if you even heard his name expressed there because I remember you saying that 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 everybody besides the the redeemed called him the word. Yeah, and 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 we called him. Yeah, we called him Father. You know, because mm-hmm. of his offspring, and that was an honor in ourselves to be able to call him Father. We were not permitted not to call him Father. Mm-hmm. You know. So within you, you knew that you did not address him any other way but as Father. Abba Father. Wow. That's, that's, that is That's the honor and the privilege that we have, you know, um, as his offspring, as his, you know, created in his image. And so, uh, and saying that to you. But in saying that, you weren't saying, you weren't... You know, the, the the one thing I came to know about names there is that that is your purpose or your action. That's who you are. A name was not a tag in the sense of just to identify you. It was really to call out your purpose of which, which, who you were. You know, it's just like when we, when I was there, no one called Jesus, Jesus or Yeshua or, or Joshua. They, they called him savior. Now, the reason I say that is because all of those words mean God's salvation or Savior. And that's mm-hmm. what they, they, they called him because that's what he is. It's not what his name is. That's who he is. Even when they say your new name. Oh, I'll give you a good example. Can I give you a good example? Please do. You know, and I, I um, wow, I hope I can find this, Sharon, because I looked up what I um, was called when I was there in heaven. It's not uh, in the sense of what I will be called forever, but what I was called when I was there. And I hope I can find it for you. And because I'm doing this on my phone, so I know I got it on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) In the the old days, I used to tell people, you know, my name in heaven was go back. That's what what I said. Because when Jesus said to me, go back, I knew that was my name, and so I knew that, and I and I didn't know the fullness of of what that really meant, and 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 then recently somebody asked me, you know, about my new name, um, and what was it, and so I kind of like looked up what that really meant in the Hebrew, and I hope I can find um, it here because I I did research on it, but what it meant was something like I never thought about. It. Um, and, and I want to find it. Oh, here we are. I found it. All right. 
it, it, here I said, when I was in heaven, I sensed my name was go back. This became, this is because Jesus said, said, go back to me. All right. Uh, so when I looked it up in the Hebrew, you know, Hebrew words better than me. Uh, the word is S-H-U-B or S-H-U-W-B. Okay. Mm-hmm. This yeah. word expresses a radical change of mind towards sin and implies a consciousness of moral separation from sin and decision to forsake it and agree with God. So I was called to be the person to help people to come to the reality of having a radical change towards sin. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. You know, that's what that word really means. My my purpose is to come here and have people have a radical change for uh, of sin in their life, you know, uh, to change yeah. their, their mind toward it, you know, imply yeah. conscious moral separation from sin and the decision and a decision to forsake it and agree with God. That's what my name go back means. <laughs> oh yes, it does. It does. And, and, and I'm, I'm familiar with that Hebrew word. Um, not that I'm a Hebrew scholar by any means, but I love Hebrew and I, I absorb as much as I can when I can. But that particular word, um, I have the picture in my mind that like at one time we were walking toward God, like when we when we came in our innocence in in into this planet and we came and, you know, things happened and we got tempted and we and 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 we turned the away from God. Right. Because because of of our thinking, because our thinking got warped. We turned away from God. And so the word that you're calling go back, shuv, means to return. That's correct. You're going back toward him again. <clears throat> so it's it's like I, I see it as as uh, as the walking towards him, the walking away and then walking back towards mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's 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 what I'm that's my message really. The message that God has given me is as go back is to help people to turn back to Jesus. You yes. Know, um, you know, recently when I was with that, with that Unitarian uh, conference mm-hmm. act of the sharing the story of dying and going to be with the father and Jesus in heaven and how many of those people in that Unitarian conference turned back to Jesus, you know, beautiful. you know, it, even I, I got a text about a few weeks ago of someone that said, I was one of those that have recommitted my life back to Jesus because of you being at the, at the conference, you know, Close and you know, God. the one lady, she flew all the way from that conference to be there. Mm-hmm. I was with you because she was one of those. Now in Hungry. Greek, the, there's a word that's similar in the Greek and it's a P I G A N I E. I don't know if you can pronounce that one. And I don't do Greek so much. <laughs> <laughs> and it is P I P I S O. And it means come full circle, a coming to mm. or returning home, the occurrence of a change in direction back to the opposite direction, getting something back again, the act of returning to a prior location. That's what it is. Okay. And then the then it also has another Greek word. I'll spell that out. Somebody out there get it. It's H-U-P-O-S-T-R-E-P-H-O. This is another word that has also come out of that to turn back return to return uh returning uh starts back turn away turn back went back 
So my new name, and if which the name was given to me to be portrayed on the planet, was to help people to turn back to God, to Amen. turn around and go back to God. And if you see the ministry, you can see that. It, it, it means a rad- radical uh, um, foundational change in a person's life. And wherever I go, people make that radical foundation change to turn back to God in a powerful way. One of the strongest messages I have to give out there is, and it's becoming even stronger, is to have people make a hundred percent commitment to Jesus. Amen. Uh, Not 99% or 50% or 60%, but a hundred percent return change to Jesus. And that's those that have fallen away from Jesus in the sense that we call them they, they left and they went their own way, are those are people that are in the body of Christ, which is the one really that I'm talking to a lot of time, that are only giving a few just to make sure that everyone thinks they are giving 100%. When they're mm-hmm. less than that, you know? Yeah. And God is calling and saying, no, y- you know, when you became born again, you gave 100% at that time, and then you fell off. And now he said, mm-hmm. I went 100% now again. So, amen. So, amen. I, I was, I, I looked it up. There's a lot more to it, but it was interesting that I really never looked it up. But I knew that when he said, go back, he wasn't telling me to do something. That's who I was. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's tremendous. That is so exciting. I, wow. I'm just going to ponder that for a while. So, l- let me, let me um, dig a little deeper here. If, um, I've, I've heard it said, and I, I don't know what your experience is, so I'm going to ask you. Uh, I've heard it said that when we come to the planet, obviously we came from him. We came from heaven. So my question for you is, um, did we worship in heaven before we came here? You know, this is where probably I have a different thinking on than most people. Mm-hmm. From the point of view of why we were created, you know, mm-hmm. we were created to be with him. And so if we were created to be with him, why would we leave there to come here? I really think he partners with us. When you had your child, he partners with us to create a being on the planet. He provides a spirit. Don't get me wrong. But we provide the flesh that makes up the person who they truly are. You know, God, because of being his offspring, has given us that creative ability that he has to help create someone on the planet. And Mm -hmm. when people sometimes say we were there first and then we came here, I always say whatever that looked like was not like what we think it is. It's different than (laughs) than anything we think it is because that spirit that God has birthed because of whatever was being created at that moment is completely different than what we think it would be. We were never created to be in heaven and then come here. We were created to be here and then go there. And that's how okay. God has partnered with us to do that. I know others believe believe because of some of the things that said in the scriptures, you know, his thoughts, you know, he had thoughts of us beforehand. He knew us predestined before we were created. Those are words that were said. But I was there and there was no spirits there were there that were being sent down to the planet after, you know, they were literally being created at that moment with partnership with us, which I believe was mm. a great honor. You know, I was talking to a friend, of, well, not a friend, I shouldn't say, a person in the government not too long ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, 
he could be a friend, but we never did develop that relationship. But um, I was talking to him, and he was telling me how scientists have proved that when the uh, sperm and the egg come together, there's a spark. Yes. That, which that is life itself. Now, most colleges won't acknowledge it. Most people out there will because of the abortion industry. But the reality mm -hmm. of it is they know when life first takes place. I'm looking at that as God adding that spirit with that flesh. And because they were meant to be together, there's a spark that takes place at that moment. Do you understand yeah. what I mean? And yes. that's because that person was supposed to be on this planet to fulfill the purpose that God wanted them to fulfill, which we know we find in, in Genesis, the first chapter, you know, um, looking at the 20, uh, what is it, the 26, 27, the 28th verse. You know, we're, we, we were created for this planet to really bring it into that realm of, of mm -hmm. heaven like we're supposed to. Now, we haven't done a good job. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, but the reality of it is, so that's what I tell people a lot of times, Sharon. And I know people believe the other way that they were thinking like that. But I always say we, we've got to look at it from the point of entry and back up and forward. And what I mean by that, at that moment, that spirit that God has put inside of that flesh, but that flesh cannot become alive unless it has the spirit of God inside of it. We know that right. fact, but he has honored us to be able to partner with him to create a human being. And I think that's, that's the true person that in that sense, you know, Sometimes people say, well, I remember when I was there. And I, and I don't know if you can remember or not when you were there. I, all I can say is you were created for here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, but, we're, but we're created to go back. We're created to, to return to Jesus. Okay. Yeah. And, and, that, and when I say we, when people say we came from him, well, your flesh also came from him. You know, he mm -hmm. corrupted but he created that flesh, you know? So right. you have that joining them together of that person. I just look at it as a great honor that God would mm -hmm. even partner with us at that level to create life on the planet. He could have done it without us. He did it with, he didn't have, he did it with Adam and Eve, you know, but now he's, he's given that honor to us to create that portion, you know? And those people that are created are given the opportunity to be with him forever. And so that's, that's a whole different aspect um, of things. Now, Jesus Christ, in the sense of him coming, some people believe he was Jesus there and he came here. I don't believe he became Jesus until he came on the planet. You know what I mean? And the reason I say that, because in, it says in the Bible, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And the word was God. Jesus was the actual word of God. For us, it's hard to believe that because we don't look at our words as being alive. The, mm -hmm. the word of God was alive. And it's mm -hmm. hard for us to realize this spoken word that we're speaking even right now, how could that be alive? But in God, it's alive. And, and, mm -hmm. and he would love us to understand how alive our words really are. That's a whole different story. <laughs> mm -hmm. it, he, That's a he gives us the, um, he says, the death, was it uh, life and death are in the power of the tongue. And we don't mm -hmm. understand it to the fullness of what that really means, because we, we speak a lot of death more than we speak a lot of life sometimes, even in our human body. 
you know, a few years ago, you know this, you and Phil, when I was diagnosed with cancer. And I told people, I, you cannot um, ask God to heal me. You have to praise him that he healed me. And what I was trying oh, to get good. people to do was, we're going to line up with what God said. And we're going to thank him even before we see it with our physical eyes that this is done. And because people did that, when I went back to the a doctor a month later, they couldn't find anything. And, and it wasn't because Ding had this great faith and he was just going to believe that it wasn't there. It's because I got people lined up with the life that God had already spoken over me. And they were thanking God for that life that he had already imparted in my life. And sometimes even when we go to pray for people and I say we're in agreement with them, that's really what I wish we would really go. It's not start a whole new work. It's mm -hmm. in agreement with, because you've already prayed, other people pray for them. I'm in agreement with what's already been spoken over you because it's life. Does that make sense to you? Oh, yes, and, absolutely. But the word of God, it, you know, Jesus was the word. He wasn't, I know people say, well, Jesus, no, he was the word. He was the word, you know. Mm -hmm. You get to heaven, you find out he was the word. <laughs> and so was the father, right? Father was the word, yes. They're so one. We we don't get how one they oh, are. Oh, yes, yes. And I don't even try to go there and explain it. Mainly <laughs> in heaven, it's not an issue. And no one's trying to try to figure it out. Here on the planet, for whatever reason, um, because of the tree of good and evil. <clears throat> you know what I mean? And that's not saying... Mm -hmm. You know, everything we got from the tree was was evil. Most people think, oh, everything we got from the tree was evil. No, there was good we got from that tree, too. But the reality of it, it one of the things it did give us is the question God and the question him and who he is and how he became. And because we have the ability to do that with everything else that we come in contact with and we search it out to try to figure out why is this being created or why is this happening in that way? And it's like. Now you are going to try to go to the source and figure out how the source. And once we do that, then we elevate ourselves above God. And we, and we say, well, we figured him out. Now we can, can tell him what he can and cannot do. Let me tell you a story that happened just recently with one of my friends in, um, in, um, in Baker City, Oregon. It was a pastor. And he was uh, going to have an altar call. And he was telling everybody, we're going to have, a, this is a Sunday morning. He said, I'm going to have an altar call and we're going to have, but we're not going to do any of that stuff. No one's going to get slain in the spirit. No one's going to be falling out on the floor. Nobody's, we're just going to pray for you. And, and, and that's it. He said, and he said, the first person he came up and touched fell out on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> there was other people praying too. And he thought to himself, oh no. And he said, what he did was he ran from that. He, he moved himself to a different position, you know, and everything. And the Lord got after him. And he said, and he said, the Lord told him, he said, you don't tell me how I'm going to treat my body, mm. my people, you know. So sometimes we, we have those boundaries we try to put on God and he's God. You know, his thoughts are above yeah. our thoughts a thousand ways and his, his ways are above our ways a thousand ways. And so in heaven, no one's trying to figure all that out. We're just accepting it. One of my friends in, in, in the Jewish community years ago, um, I was being interviewed by a Jewish um, <clears throat> TV program. And they came up to me and they said to me, he said, I said, there's one God. And he said, yeah, that's what gets me about you Christians. You have these three gods 
And there's just only one God. And, and, and that's what really hurts you is because you always try to separate them and put them all over the place and try to understand them when you, when you just should just accept them as one God and move on. (laughs) 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 And I thought to myself, well, that opened up for me to be able to minister on that TV program. (laughs) Wow. You know, that's amazing. Because in heaven, they're not thinking that way. You know, to the day yeah. I, I have brothers and sisters that still cannot. Yeah, we got the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and the three agree in one, and all this stuff. And I'm thinking, in heaven, they're one, period. Not like we think. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. Did I see the Father? Yes. Did I see the Son? Yes. Did I experience the Holy Spirit? Yes. But they're one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, our our father taught us in his word that that when you marry someone, you become one, you become one. with them. Right. You're two, but you're one. You're one. Yeah. And that's how he looks at you. You know, that mm. in his eyes, he does not see you and feel separated. Beautiful. You know, on the planet, we see people separated. But in heaven, God cannot feel where he's in, uh, where he is right now. Guess what? You there, too, whether you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So um, you said a moment ago about the importance of just thanking God for the answer to the thing that you pray. Right. Right. And, and uh, I, want, I want to take that into what you're going to be teaching when you come here <laughs> about worship. And how much how much of worship is a, is a lot of it is thanking him. Yes. Can you expound on that for us? Well, what really got me to really look at that was when I was with the Father and Jesus in heaven, and we were singing to the Lord. We were giving praise to him in song. And none of the songs were uh, songs of, of, what do you call it, asking. They were thanking him. They were adoration. They were they were they were building him up in, in in the sense of of something that he's done or he's doing or he's going to do. And I say going to do in the sense that even though we're praising him, we're praising him as he's done it. It's not like mm-hmm. uh, we're praising him like you're going to do this. Y- you've done it. You understand? Yeah, it's it's the I am thing it's again. The I am it's thing. It's almost like um when the children of Israel were do their memorials, you know, they put up the memorials to, to to say what God has done in the past. And this was to remind them that he'll do it again. And they would thank him for what he's done. You know, I love that. You know, if you look at that in the sense of, of how they, they, they say it, you've done this in the past, you're doing it now and you're going to do it in the future. And they're already thanking him for it. And, you know, and, and as humans, we think, we're thanking him for something he's going to do. There, there you're thanking him because he's done it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, oh, that's so good. And so, and so it's, it's, it's not looking at, I'm going to do this. You've done it, so I'm thanking you. And I remember being there in that process of seeing that happening and saying no one's requesting anything. They're just thanking him for what he has done. And those were all the songs. The songs were all thank you songs. You know, our Father who art in heaven, how be thy name, thy kingdom come. How be thy name. They were thanking him for who he is, you know. Mm -hmm. Like you were talking about that name, that I am, that I am, that I am. You know, uh, the reality of they were thanking him for being who he is. 
mm-hmm. going to be or what he will be, he is. <laughs> yes. So, and saying that to you, that was really the, the amazing thing about that. So it changed my prayer life to thank him. Uh, you know, I can make a request once, I say. And once I make that request, all the other things after that should be, I thank you. I made my request. If if you, and I say it this way, if you're the God that you say you are, then now I thank you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know? Wow. He is. That's beautiful. I say he is. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank him for that. And that's what that was all about, um, really putting that out there. Now, the thank yous in the sense of even coming and doing the service that I'm going to go do there, which is unique in itself, Sharon, I've done it in pieces, places. This will be the fullness of doing it all at one time. Oh, wow. And it's had great results in in places, but it's only been a piece. Even when I first met you and Phil years ago in Illinois, I'd done it one service that I did there, but that was just a piece. You understand what I mean? It wasn't the fullness of what God has given me to do it this time, you know, which is to do it that Friday night and and then we do worship uh, and then to do it that Saturday twice that day, you know, and, and those are the three pieces that he said to do. But if only really ever got to do it just one piece one time, okay, mm-hmm. and and that's it. But the reality of it this time, God is saying, I want you to do it in these three forms. Every form will be helping a person move into what you people call a different level. I call it a, a greater expansion. Mm-hmm. Yes. A great yes. expansion. That's wow. what I always say. You know, mm-hmm. um, sometimes we say God coming here. It's we're going there. That's what. That's, that's mm-hmm. Yeah. That we're, we're not asking him to come here. We're going where he is. Amen. All right. Hallelujah. So I'm and in this sense, I'm not going to say I hope. I know we're going to do this. If I say I hope we're going to do this, that that be no. We're going to do this. This is going to be so mm-hmm. good in the sense of how God's going to move because um, I, you know, I just I've never done it to the fullness of what God has told me to do at this time. You know, it's and it and we're going to teach at first a little bit, and then we're going to go into worshiping Him. And then the next morning, we're going to teach a little bit, and then we're going to go into worshiping him. That afternoon, we're going to teach a little bit, and then we're going to go into worshiping him. And and I don't know what's going to happen after that. I mm-hmm. think we're not going to be the same. They're just not going to be the same. Hallelujah. People are going to get healed. People's lives Amen. are going to change mentally. Um, there's always people that come away feeling like they've been washed, uh, like they took a great shower inside out. Mm, beautiful They're just in, the, in that realm i've seen i've had people say that they left the planet and they went to be with the father and jesus ever during that time i've had people get off the floor and this is just a portion of it not to the fullness that we're going to do it there you know uh and and i'm excited about it i've been i've been ex- what do you say preparing myself for this for almost a year now oh wow so i'm so yeah. excited about what is going to take place I've been teaching uh, some of this online, you know. Yes, on, on your YouTube channel. On YouTube and, and announcing I'm going to be there in Arkansas. Um, I'm praying that as many people that can make it can make it. I know it's going to change their lives. They're not going to come into that realm ever again the way they come into it now. You're not. I You're just not. That. You and Phil are not going to enter in that realm that way. Hmm. And, it, and it's going to change. And I just know this. 
It's not that I'm hoping, I'm wishing, and you know, I just know if we have two people there, we're and and I'm I'm hoping it's more than two people. I'm gonna tell you that right <laughs> now. I, I it's like a gift that you want to give to a lot of people, and then only a few people come to get it. And you yeah, know, I'm I'm not trying to build a ministry here. I'm not trying to give my name a name because my name don't get you them. This is a gift that God has given me to give away, and I want you to have this gift, you know. And so it's not going to charge you anything. It's it, it's going to be your gift to have right now. Mm, and so I just want to give it away to as many people as possible, um, because I really believe we need it in the United States, especially. I'm not going to say we don't need it around the world, but we're asking for changes in our in our on our in our country, and our our ways have not worked, and our ways are to try to vote in somebody to change it. Do you mm-hmm. I'm not saying don't go vote. I'll vote again, but I really know that the Father wants to do it His way, and His way is always outside of our way. You know, yes. you've seen that movie called the Jesus Movement. Yes. Yeah. Okay. The Jesus Revolution. Yeah, the Jesus Revolution. Yeah. Um, I have a good friend that was right in the middle of that. And when I mean he was right in the middle, he knew all the people. Uh-huh. Uh, I was in church, matter of fact, about a few weeks ago and talking to him. His name is Diddy Stahl. If you ever want him to come and talk, let me know. I'll connect you with him. But he was in the <laughs> middle of everything, him and his wife. They went through that old thing. Oh, wow. And um, if you really think about the logist of that movie, was God moved among those hippies mm-hmm. and no one told him how to do it. Mm-hmm. True. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. And, and I lived in California at that time, and I can remember going to Hate Ashbury uh, in San Francisco area, and we would see the the hippies coming to know Jesus. And I wasn't a Christian at the time, and they had their signs out, and they had all their stuff, but there was nobody there that was moved but Jesus. He was touched wow. left and right, and they were coming, and they didn't have oh, the man. religious boundaries, so they didn't know. The, all the stuff that they put word to do and not do, but they were still coming to Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Amen. And I really believe by this moving in this worship, we're releasing the atmosphere to be able to do that everywhere we go. And people are going to be changed and, and, yes. and it's, it's going to be a, a ongoing flowing. Have you ever seen the atmosphere? Praise God. No, and I no. want to know more about that. I was in a meeting in Oregon a few years ago at the Capitol when a good friend of mine, he went on to be with Jesus, named Aaron Hour, pulled together almost every group you can you could you could advise, uh, Native American, all the different groups came together at the Capitol for a day of worship for the Lord in Oregon. This is years ago, okay? Mm-hmm. And I remember driving up to the facility and literally seeing the atmosphere was changed hmm. physically wow. see it it reminded me of you looking through a uh, heat and you see the waves of the shimmering mm. okay and and this wasn't a hot day in oregon you know what i mean it was mm. a clear day but maybe it was at the mm-hmm. most 60 or 70 at the most but i saw the atmosphere change shimmer i saw yeah. it change and for a while in that area that that day i felt like there was no crimes that were committed. There were no no uh, situations that were evil. They could they could not exist in that atmosphere. And I glory to God. My somebody may say, yes. "Wow, that's way out there." But I saw it wow. with my own eyes. I saw the atmosphere. And later on, I told Aaron Hour in the group that was with him, Denny, this guy that I was telling you about, 
uh, earlier, he was part of that group. I told him, I said, I saw the atmosphere. It was changed. It, and it looked like to me, it was giving praise to God. The actual atmosphere looked like it had changed in such a way that it was giving praise to God. Wow, praise God. Amen. Well, that's on earth as it is in heaven, right? Because you wrote, you write in your book about the atmospheres yeah. and the and the and the grasses and the and the mountains. Everything is worshiping. Yes, yes. So, so in saying that to you, that's why I asked you: Have you ever seen it? Because the only other time that I did see it on the planet was when I was in doing part of this part part, not the whole thing, part mm. of this up in Cortland, Idaho, mm-hmm. at a church there mm. and it took over <laughs> wow wow and, I, and i'll never God. forget when we got into the praise part and and and, and, and with song i i i all of a sudden heard these men hitting the ground's knees first and banging the floor mm. all over the place and there's about 100 mm. they said 350 people and they were wailing they were wailing mm. and, you know wow. and i thought and I lost it. I'll be honest with you, Sharon, because I said to myself, I never thought we could reach that here on the planet at that moment. Wow. <laughs> but when once we entered into that realm and I saw that, I lost it. I didn't want to come out of it. The Lord, the Lord mm-hmm. literally had to tell me because uh, I ended up on the floor crying like a baby because I thought we could never, I would never experience it on the planet. And, I, and the Lord had to say, suck it up, son. We got work to do. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it it um, was mm-hmm. it was one of and it was we called it consuming fire worship because okay. it consumed everybody in the room and it just consumed them. It it wasn't that it was it was it was something I cannot describe in words. And I thought the the people there, uh, uh, Ruth and John Fuller was the pastors of that church up there in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And I remember a year later going to him and saying, "Man, that was something." And John looked at me and said, Dean, we never had anything before it, and we never had anything after it. Oh, wow. My friend, Bruce mm-hmm. Allen, he wasn't there at that time. He lives up in that area. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But heard mm-hmm. about it. And it was like, it impacted. It. But Jesus showed up, the atmosphere was changed, and all those men hit the floor on their knees. Wow. And they That's were God. banging wow. down on their knees. It wasn't like, you know, falling backwards. They fell forward. Mm. <laughs> Wow. And I lost it. I keep on telling. I lost. I thought, oh, I didn't think this could happen here on the planet. And I just went into what I went into was dancing, and the church just started dancing, and I danced and I danced and I danced, <laughs> and the church danced, and the music was going on, and they were playing, and we were dancing, and because I was speaking, and when they hit the hit the floor and started wailing like anything, the men, I said, oh, I, wow. I'm gone. See you guys later. I'm mm. out of here. Amazing. Wow. Wow. So if, if the, if the atmosphere can change in that kind of worship, that consuming fire worship, which is what you're going to teach us about, if the atmosphere can be changed in that place, in that moment, if we continue like, like we learned about our father's name, meaning I, I am, and I will continue to be what I am. If we could continue to walk in that atmosphere of thanksgiving and worship ourselves, yeah. can we can we not change the atmosphere around us wherever we, we go? We do to a minor extent already. 
most of us don't realize that we change our atmosphere around us, you know, hmm. um, that light that is shining out of us. Do you understand what I'm talking about? That, um, um, you know, we change things, but we don't realize the fullness of it because we don't realize how much we're changing around us. Hmm. But you're changing all the time. Doesn't mean the enemy doesn't try to attack you and try to trip you up because he's going to try to do that. But the reality mm -hmm. of it is that you already do that to a minor ex ex extension. I think what happened during that Jesus Revolution piece was that they were changing the atmosphere around them. And mm -hmm. people were being impacted in such a way that they wanted to be part of that atmosphere. They already knew the drugs and alcohol and all that stuff, but this atmosphere was real and they wanted to be a part of the real atmosphere. Really the, the atmosphere we were created to be in. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yes. Amen. amen. Wow. Wow. There's lots to ponder from what we've been talking about. <laughs> yes, there sure is. Wow. Um, and, and we just, again, we want to encourage people to uh, come and be here again, go, just go to globaloutpouring.net. Go click on the events and and see this and read about it and click on it. Register, get here in into the beautiful Ozark Mountains where, you know, Bruce Allen describes this as a, a thin place. Yeah, yeah. It's a place where where God's atmosphere has. We've we've been working at it for a number of years, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. worshiping the Lord here. But I I I am looking for this expansion that you're talking about where, you know, when, when I think of expansion, mm -hmm. uh, I, th I think about like blowing up a balloon bigger yeah. or, or, or like blowing up one of those inflatable bouncy houses mm -hmm. or something where it just keeps expanding and expanding and expanding <laughs> and expanding as, as you put the, 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 the air into it. And, and we're going to be uh, worshiping into the atmosphere of the presence of the Lord <laughs> and his presence is like a consumed fire. Right, right. Um, uh, so I, I'm just, I'm so looking forward to this and seeing that, that I'm expecting change in my life. I want change. I want to get more hungry for God than I already am. I want to keep ha getting more hungry for his word. I want to keep getting more hungry for his presence and just, just where we just keep going back to him, keep going back to him, keep going back to him more and more and Amen. more till we're in this constant communion right. with him, which is what you said we're con con created we're for, for. To be with yes. him. It's a, it's a state of being. Yeah. It's a state of being. Ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's what, that's what yeah, he is. Because remember, I, I, I um, described the creation there. Remember I said the beings are being. They're being thing mm -hmm. God created them to be. That I don't I wish I had a better word to be able to express that. But it's when I say that word, there's no end. It's like being, you know, it's like it's going on and on and on. And you're being everything God created you to be. So when you're saying being with him, yes, we're created for that. That's what we're actually uh that's our natural environment. And and to me, on the earth it's the beginning of the being with him, but then there's no end. And it's hard for us to mm. grasp there's no end. You know? Yeah. You know, it's you're being with him in a great way now. And I and I don't want to negate the great way you're being with him right now. But the next uh, moment is even greater. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. And I, I loved how you described that that every time you looked at our father, 
he was greater than oh, the moment before. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Yes. And the thing about it, Sharon, was by the time I thought about it, he was greater than that. <laughs> I love it. I love you know? it. Amazing. And, and we're created to be with yeah. him. Created. Wow. We're really created to be with him. And, and there's something with that that I don't usually go into because that's just to get the person to feel wanted. I want people to feel wanted, okay? I want them to understand you're wanted by God. It's, mm -hmm. it's sometimes we say God needs us, and I like to say he wants us, you know? I even mm -hmm. say uh, uh, when I start off my prayer, I say, God, I thank you that you want me. I need you, mm -hmm. but you want me. You know, I just want to get that round there that um, I want to say it like, like I want, I want me to understand I need him. I need him. There's no doubt in, mm. in my life, but he wants me, you know, what mm, oh, a beautiful. privilege. He wants me, you know, that, that type of thing. But the reality of that is if you understand where that leads after that, and I don't, I don't, on the planet, we haven't really caught where that leads yet. If someone mm -hmm. wants you, where does that lead? You mm -hmm. know, you know, it, where will it go? Your grandchildren, you want your grandchildren. Now that's the beginning. But after that, you want this in their lives. You want this in their lives. Everything after that is greater that you want in their lives. Amen. It, it isn't that you want them because you, you want them to have that. You just want them. After that want, all the other things come into play. And that's the way God is in our lives. And I really believe he, he, he wants uh, you know, the impact on the planet in such a way that is greater than what we, we see. You know, um, and and I believe that um, that your area is supposed to be one of the fire areas, really fire, not church area, fire areas. There's a difference. Amen. You know, and he wants he wants to start that fire. It may look different than the fire that starts in New York, or the fire that starts in Minnesota, or the fire that starts in Oregon. You know, the reality of it, but it's still of the same fire. I believe, Sharon, that when those tongues of fire were on those those speakers, they were all different looking tongues of fire. Ooh. But if you look at flames, they don't look the same. No, they don't. You're right. Well, that's Flames good. are different looking. It's, it's of the same fire, but it's different looking. Wow. So did you see, did you see the day of Pentecost? I did. And I've heard two people describe the size of the, the tongues of fire that came down on people that, that they were like 18 to 24 inches and some bigger, not, not just like the, the little bitty, little bitty thing that, that you see in, in pictures that, oh, that artists have drawn. Those two, but there, there's some bigger and there's some smaller, you know, hmm. a plane, mm. look at, if you look at a fire, they're doing the best they can by describing this fire. <laughs> So look at a yeah. fire. A fire really is harder to describe than it we make it out to be. We capture a picture mm -hmm. of a point of the fire, but we never capture the full fire. Hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so if you look at that and understand that some of those flames were not flames like we think they are. They were literally the tongue, the prayers that people were praying to. Oh, wow. The, the uh, scripture really says, if you look at it, it was like lightning. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just a flame, but the word is also described as lightning. That wow. So you, you, you think about a lightning storm, and 
flame yeah. and flames of fire at the same moment, what would you have? Wow. Pentecost. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, lightning comes down and lights things on fire sometimes. Yeah, too. it does light things on fire. But there's also, if you if you understand lightning, there is a a a a um, what do you say? A bolt coming from the earth that's meeting the lightning also. Hmm. Amen. That's it's, conductivity. You know, oh, that's a whole different. You try to get me into a whole different area, right? <laughs> I, and I'm just that door because that door is—it's a whole. Different yeah, major different bunny door. trails. <laughs> we'll talk about that at the kitchen table. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, that would be great to talk about, but you know, so. <laughs> oh, that's two years ago. When well, they asked me about what I described our prayers. And I described them like uh, uh, shooting stars. So I mm -hmm. through the Bible, uh, looking at um, could uh, prayers be looked at as light? You know what I mean? Or some. And several places in the Bible, I found out that the prayers could be described as light. And so, oh, that's and so, I, I thought that was interesting because someone challenged me. They asked me the question, and as as I was describing it, I was really saying to them, it looked like. You know, and I could have not uh, even gone into it, but he said, "You're saying our prayers look are like lightning, are like uh, shooting fire, rather, of all the shooting fire are shooting stars." And I said, and I said to him, I said, "Yeah, I said like, I said L I K E. Mm -hmm. wow. I didn't say that's what they are. That's the closest I could come to describe it." <laughs> and the Holy yeah. Spirit said, "But now you need to go and look and see." Oh. <laughs> so I, I was trying to get out of it. I was thinking. Oh, I have to go and look this up because I said like, you know, but then I looked it up and, and, and there is a, um, even a, a crab, a, a, that we have on the planet that when it clips its pictures together, it's mm -hmm. so, um, what do you call it? Um, fast that it makes a sound, but that sound turns into a light. If, oh, wow. Yeah. Now that's a, that's a earthly thing. And if it can happen on earth, it surely could happen in heaven. You know, mm. oh, yeah. So, so when oh, you yeah. pray, you're you're literally your sound, and they say sound has, and, and this I've never gone into this deeper, but sound has light with it, or different colors with mm -hmm. it, and that and yeah. different colors. Oh man, it's a whole different story. Mm. Uh, wow. <laughs> people don't realize God is such <laughs> a detailed God. Everything mm -hmm. is so detailed to Him to have your prayers be a color. You know, a a light color is. Oh, there's another door I just have to shut on the side. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you know, I I remember noting that particularly in the book of Ezekiel, where Ezekiel's talking about his experiences going to heaven, he says it it was like as the appearance of, yes. like it it's it's like. It it's something like you know we we don't really have language on the planet for what it really is, and that's when we go back to the. I mean, you talked about earlier the Hebrew language, and how you could say it's pictures. Mm. Now you can see why it would be pictures more than trying to explain it in a word. You know, because Ezekiel yeah. um, again he's seeing it now. He's trying to put it into his language to be able to explain it on the planet. But in reality, he has the closest he come, just like me using English, is you could say it's like this. You can't say it is. But then if they can experience it, even when we do this consuming fire worship, 
there's going to be more experience than there is going to be teaching. And the reason I say that is because God's going, I'm going to say some things and it's only going to open up doors and then people are going to go through those doors and they're going to experience it, you know? Mm. And I, I, I'm like you, I'm encouraging as many people as possible that can be there to be there. You know, I just, I'm just telling people, please, you know, I, I just know that God's, I, I could say he's going to show up in a mighty way, but in reality, we're going where he is. Ah, glory wow. to God. Amen. Oh, that's exciting. Yes. That is exciting. Well, we can hardly wait for you to get here. Uh, and I suppose we should probably close this. We've gone on for over an hour now, but, you know, I could I could talk all day yeah, about these me things. Too. But I don't <laughs> yeah. know how long our listeners can listen. So would you, would you <laughs> close this with prayer for our listeners? Yes. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for each and every person that's listening. Lord, open their ears to hear what you want them to hear. Yeah. Again, they've heard some things, Lord, and they're pondering on some things. But, Father, you want them to hear specific things for themselves. Make this as personal as possible for them, Lord, to hear it again and again and again. And those that are desiring to go and come and be a part of this, Lord, open up the doors for them to come. I come against the enemy of God. I command you in the name of Jesus that you will not stop one person from being able to, to come and experience this, yes, this uh, time with you so that their lives can expand. They want to reach their family, Lord. They want to reach their neighborhood. They want to reach so many people out there. Lord, help this to be a starting point for them to be more effective in the people around them. Lord, I thank you for sharing and feeling how you're blessing them. I ask you in the name of Jesus that they expand even more, that what they do, Lord, starts taking on a more of a presence, wow, in other yes. people's um, environments and other people's lives that even a, a hundred, uh, no, it's that cinnamon, a hundred miles around them is such a sanctuary amen. of your presence amen. right amen. now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the podcasting platform suggest this podcast to other listeners who are also looking for a great move of the Holy Spirit. Check out our website at globaloutpouring.org to find out more information, read our blogs, connect with us, and donate. You can also browse our web store for life-changing anointed books. Until next time, this is Sharon Buss. And I'm Philip Buss. God bless you with his overwhelming, loving presence.